This episode is brought to you by my template shop on Etsy. That's right. I heard your feedback a couple months back and opened up a template store for all you Etsy lovers, and I have been blown away by the feedback so far. While all of my templates and bundles listed are already included inside my Playmaker Society monthly membership, now you have the option of purchasing these resources a la carte as you need them, which is perfect if you're not quite ready to jump in and join our Playmaker community quite yet. These templates and trainings start at just $7, are professionally developed and proven to work, and can save you hundreds of hours and dollars because, like you've probably heard a million times, there is no need to reinvent the wheel, especially when I have already created highly effective operations documents and templates and optimized them over the years to be exactly what you need in your business, exactly when you need them. Head to the show notes to browse my a la carte templates on Etsy starting at just $7 right now. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. All right, playmakers. So if you own an indoor playground or play cafe business, or if you hope to own one in the future, since you're listening to this podcast after all, you likely already know that social media is a great way to reach out to potential customers and keep your existing customers engaged. But to make a lasting impression, you need to make sure that your photos look professional and capture the essence of your brand and your values. And I just want to give some tough love for a moment. And I actually posted something really similar in my Playmaker Society membership just the other day, and a bunch of Playmakers commented that it was exactly what they needed to hear. And It was the push that they needed to move forward. So again, I feel really compelled to share this message with you here on this podcast as well. And this is meant with 100% love and service in my heart, but it's still tough love because sometimes we all need it. Again, whether it's me, whether it's you guys listening to this podcast, or whether it's those members inside of Playmaker Society. But recently, I was doing some research for a YouTube video where I was planning to highlight some play spaces that opened in the last couple years that I really loved, many of which I've visited in person, which I'm so lucky to be able to do that now. But for over half of the spaces on my list, I had to spend like at least 10 to 15 minutes digging for even one clear picture of the space. So just to walk you through my process a little bit, I typically start with an indoor playground's website because again, I assume that's where they're putting their best, clearest, professional looking photos. And then if I don't find a clear picture of what the play area or party room looks like, because quite honestly, most of those businesses that I was researching who opened several months ago or even as long as a year or two ago, still mainly had either stock photos up or really blurry, you know, zoomed in pictures of 
one to two parts of the play area, and they didn't really have one clear picture of the space where you could see the layout and the size and how the play area sits compared to the cafe and all that good stuff. So if I'm not able to find those types of clear pictures on a business's website, I typically head to Instagram. And that's where I usually find either mostly graphics, but sometimes, again, more blurry, dark, zoomed-in pictures that don't really show the play area or its space in its entirety. So a lot of times it's pictures of kids playing or party guests enjoying a nice meal or mingling together. And while that's all well and good, all of that chaos can be really distracting and detract from the space's beauty in itself. And That's really what I want to showcase when I'm highlighting a space. And that's what I want to see when I land on a business's website, right? So if I'm not able to find, again, those clear pictures of the space to kind of get its vibe either on the business's website or on Instagram, I head to Facebook where more often than not, I had to scroll and scroll and scroll to even find, again, one clear, clean picture of the play area or even the cafe or just anything of the space in general. Again, without the chaos of kids playing or a class or an event or anything like that. Sometimes the Facebook cover, so that cover at the top of a business's Facebook page would save the day and may have the only clear shot of the play area. But again, a lot of times it was either a collage or a logo or something like that. And I am not calling out any one specific business or person. I know on this podcast, I tell a lot of specific stories, but this is one scenario where this was actually surprisingly more common than not when I was researching. And I felt like this was such a shame and such a missed opportunity, especially when I know firsthand that so many of these spaces are absolutely beautiful and have so much to offer. And the pictures on the website and social media were just not doing the space justice at all. Sometimes we are so close to our businesses as the owners, and we spend so much time in our facilities that we you know, get to know them like the back of our hands. And that makes it really easy to forget that not everyone is going to have that same familiarity with our spaces. A lot of us think, well, you know, I posted a bunch of pictures when we first opened, you know, that should be enough. But as you expand your reach and get new eyes on your website or social media profiles, which is likely the entire goal of having an online presence, chances are these new customers are not going to spend the time scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, trying to familiarize themselves with your space. And somebody in Playmaker Society kind of put it best. She said, you know, if I have to spend more than a couple minutes even understanding what kind of play a space offers, I'm going to move on and I'm going to book a party elsewhere or I'm going to do something else with my kiddos that day. I have more than enough going on in my life. I don't want to work too hard to just understand what a business has to offer. And again, I cannot stress enough how if I had been a new customer checking out some of these spaces for a party, I would have been left with absolutely no clue in terms of what to expect when I arrived at this space. And I likely would not have booked. I would have actually probably found my way to a competitor's website. So again, myself and 
the playmakers were in agreement when it came to this particular point. And for working parents who could not always visit a space during normal open play hours, to get an idea of what the space is like for a party, having clear and professional looking photos online is absolutely crucial. In my experience, many customers are willing to book sight unseen as long as the website and social media channels do a great job of depicting the space really clearly. Again, without all the chaos of taking pictures during a party or an event or during open play, sometimes they need to see that clear palette so they can envision their event in that space. And in my experience, sometimes these customers who book sight unseen meaning you know, they're booking a party without ever having visited the space, these customers are often the busiest and are quick to book the most elaborate packages and supplement their party with tons of add-ons to further save them time and energy and make you as the business a lot more profit. So in this episode, I wanted to share some tips for planning a professional photo shoot for your indoor playground or Play Cafe for social media. And if you have a mobile soft play business or anything like that, these tips will work for you as well. Because something that can so easily be fixed should not be costing you bookings or customers. And then after this episode, in the next podcast episode, I'm going to share some tips that Playmaker Society got from a guest expert who specializes in helping business owners take professional looking photos using nothing but their phone camera. So after this episode and the next episode, there are no excuses anymore. I'm going to make this easier and more affordable than you likely ever thought possible. So let's increase our website and social media conversion rates and stop losing out on potential sales and bookings simply because we aren't showing off our beautiful spaces enough. And if you listen to my recent episode about preparing your indoor playground or play cafe business for a recession, you know just how important these conversion rates are. So do not take these episodes lightly. All right, tip number one, find the right photographer. And this is definitely the biggest tip. And I'm going to go into a lot of detail. So I wanted to get this one out of the way at the beginning, but I promise you all of these tips aren't going to be quite as long. But when it comes to hiring a professional photographer for your indoor playground business, there are a few tips that can help you ensure that you find the right person for the job. So here are some suggestions. Number one, look for a photographer with experience shooting indoor spaces. And this is absolutely critical. So indoor playgrounds can be challenging to photograph due to low lighting, again, crowded spaces, and a variety of textures and materials. Look for a photographer who has experience shooting indoor spaces like museums, galleries, other entertainment videos, or retail spaces. So a lot of times if we post on social media and you know ask for photographer suggestions, A lot of times people will come back with portrait photographers or people who specialize in outdoor shoots, you know, those really cute fall or spring family photos that you see all over your social media feed. But again, while these photographers are often very talented, if they don't have experience, again, shooting indoor spaces, they might really struggle capturing the essence that you want. And the last thing I want is for you to invest in professional photography and 
get, you know, suboptimal results and end up wasting your money and have to book somebody else to get the results you want. So again, this one is so important. And then number two, check their portfolio. So look for a photographer who has a portfolio of work that showcases their ability to capture the unique features of indoor playgrounds or other indoor venues that I mentioned just a moment ago. And make sure their style aligns with the look and feel of your business. So for example, if you're looking for light and bright and airy, don't look at a photographer's portfolio and you know see a lot of dark and moody type pictures and think, oh, they surely can you know translate their style into what I'm looking for. Because many photographers have a specific style and they might not be able to accommodate what you're looking for. Again, even if they're very talented. So Again, make sure their style and their look and feel of their existing photos aligns with what you're looking for for your photos. And then next, consider their equipment. So photography equipment can make a big difference in the quality of images produced. So ask the photographer about the type of camera and lenses they use, and especially whether they have lighting equipment to help them capture the best shots even in an indoor space with limited natural light. And then next, discuss the shoot details before signing a contract. So make sure you and the photographer are on the same page about the scope of the shoot, the number of images you need, and any specific shots or angles that you want. And also discuss the timeline for delivering the final images and any other logistics related to the shoot. And Be as specific as possible. And if you also want to incorporate any videography with this, ask if they have a videographer that they work with. Because once we talk about prepping for their photo shoot, it's going to be really clear why you might want to group a photo and a video shoot into one. Because there is a lot of prep work that goes into getting the best results. So again, ask them for recommendations for videographers. Because if they already know each other and have worked together before, that's going to give you a lot of benefits as the client. And you also want to make sure that you discuss if there are going to be any extras or models in the shoot, or if you plan to capture any, you know, uh, candidates or live action shots, because that can change a lot when it comes to pricing and the amount of time they need and the type of equipment that they bring. So again, be as honest and transparent as possible before you book. And then next, ask for references. So it's always a good idea to ask for references from previous clients or ask for a portfolio or ask to see their Instagram so that you can get a sense of the photographer's work ethic, professionalism, quality of work, all that. So not every photographer will be willing to provide references, but if they have testimonials or Google reviews, again, those can be great to understand how this particular photographer has worked with clients in the past and what those results have been. Next, discuss licensing and usage. And this one is very important, especially if this is your first photo shoot for business purposes. So be very clear about how you plan to use the images and what licensing rights you need. So some photographers may require additional fees for commercial usage or exclusive licensing. And if you expect to have raw images or anything like that, many photographers will not plan to offer those. So If that's something that you really want, again, it's not necessarily something I recommend, but again, be upfront about that. And then finally, budget. 
Make sure you have a clear understanding of the photographer's pricing and what is included in the package. I can't stress this enough. So consider whether the price fits within your budget and whether it's worth the investment to get high quality image that can help promote your business. And 99 out of 100 times, it is worth the investment. And I'm going to give you a cost saving tip in just a moment. So again, some bonus tips when you're searching for a photographer. Number one, don't be afraid to barter. So while I would never suggest that you ask someone to work for free or work for exposure or anything like that as a service provider, it pains me to even say those words. But again, and this is especially if you're seeking a talented and experienced photographer, again, while I would never suggest asking someone to work for free or exposure, you can make professional photography more in budget and more affordable by arranging a bartering agreement. So for example, if you have a follower or a regular customer who happens to be a photographer that meets your needs, ask if they are interested in a free open play membership in exchange for photos. I would caution you against offering something to them for free that is of high cost to you, like retail toy items or gift cards or a birthday package that has a lot of food and labor included. Instead, perhaps offer them the space rental portion of their party for free and allow them to add onto their package, you know, things that actually have direct cost to you at the normal price. And these are just recommendations. So this will be completely dependent on both of your prices and what you typically charge. So just do what makes sense for you in this scenario. So for example, if your yearly open play membership is like $700 and they were only quoting you a couple hundred dollars, that might be a little bit misaligned. Or if their typical package starts at $2,000, don't insult them and offer them a $500 party or a membership for free, right? You have to look at what the benefit is going to be for both parties and make sure everything is aligned because the last thing that you want is, again, a fallout or resentment to happen and you're going to end up wasting both of your time and money in the process. And it's going to end up being a lose-lose scenario. So be realistic when you're considering bartering bartering arrangements and make sure that it is fair and mutually beneficial. And then my second little bonus tip for finding a photographer is to try and establish an ongoing or retainer type relationship. So for example, if you're offering an annual open play membership, see if this photographer would be willing to do one photo shoot per quarter during your first year. So for example, if typically their photo shoots are two hours, ask if you can break it up into smaller 30 or even 20 minute segments. Maybe you can do one shoot for a birthday party. You can do one shoot of your empty space. You can do one photo shoot during a class or a camp type setting. And maybe you can do one photo shoot where your family is present and in the photos. And that can you know, be great for both your own personal memories, but also showing who the family is behind the business and behind the brand, because that can really work towards developing those crucial relationships with your followers and with your customers that a lot of people overlook and are really missing out on. Doing this will help keep your catalog of photos fresh and it won't be as overwhelming trying to get all the facets of your business captured in one photo shoot. So again, just open the conversation and 
Ask if it's possible to schedule mini shoots several times a year instead of one giant mega shoot. Now, if you're not open yet, you still might want to do one giant mega shoot with a couple mini shoots throughout the year, but you typically will need at least one big shoot if you're getting started for your website, for your social media, and for all of your other marketing materials and brochures and all that good stuff. All right, so my t- my second tip for planning a professional photo shoot for your business is to plan ahead. So before your photographer arrives, plan out exactly what you plan to capture or want to capture and send them a shot list beforehand and be as specific as possible. Consider the unique features of your business that make it stand out. Think about the atmosphere, the decor, and the specific things that you want to showcase. This will help you create a cohesive and visually appealing set of photos that will actually work to create bookings and sales and give you a return on your investment. So for example, if you have a great seating area for adults that you know people would love if they're searching for a venue that can accommodate a large number of of adults, that's something to definitely add to your shot list. So for example, we did a lot of first birthday parties at our facility, like Over 80% of our parties were first birthday parties. And in my experience, people are willing to spend a lot more on that first birthday party as compared to subsequent birthday parties. And again, this isn't always the case, but in my experience, that was the situation. And for those first birthday parties, there's a specific set of needs that people are looking for. And again, one of those is a venue that can accommodate a large number of adults. So grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, many of whom probably don't have little kids that they're going to have to chase around. So again, make sure you already understand your customer's list of needs and wants and make sure that your shot list is going to match up with that list of needs and wants because again, that's going to actually help you convert your website visitors into bookings. Similarly, if you have a great quiet or sensory corner that is great for autistic kids and adults, or if you have an area for nursing moms specifically, be sure to add those items as well as these small details can often go overlooked, but when emphasized can really differentiate your business and show off your values and sense of inclusivity. It's best to, again, get this list in order well before the shoot so that you can more easily breeze through them on the day of your photo shoot. It will also allow you to make any repairs or touch-ups if needed or do some deep cleaning. So again, use that shot list as a task list and give it to your team and say, listen, these are the things that we're really going to be focusing on during our shoot. In the week leading up to the shoot, we really need to pay even more attention than we normally would when we're cleaning and repairing and you know doing little paint touch-up, touch-ups on these specific items. All right, tip number three, choose the right time of day. So natural light is always the best choice for taking professional photos. So plan to take your photos during the day where there is plenty of natural light. This will help you avoid harsh shadows and make your photos look more natural. A big mistake that I see a lot of indoor playground owners make is doing their shoots after hours when it's dark outside. Don't be afraid to open an hour or two later on a specific morning, you know, as long as you plan it in advance and announce it to your followers, because it will be worth it to have the best possible results 
from your photography investment. It's really hard as a photographer to edit photos that were taken in really harsh lighting. And again, please ensure that you're working with someone who understands the amount of light in your space and is prepared to work with it and can make suggestions in terms of what type of day they want to do the shoot, what props you need, what lighting equipment they need, all that good stuff. And then number four, stage your shots and prep your space. So take some time to stage your shots before your photographer arrives. It's really going to allow you to make the most out of their time. So move things around, adjust the lighting, and make sure everything is in its place before the photo shoot begins. And as I mentioned, schedule a deep clean if needed beforehand and ensure all paint touch-ups and all that other stuff gets completed. If you're planning to have staff in photos, make sure you communicate with them about what they should wear if you have a uniform. So for example, if they have an apron or if they have a hat, make sure they have it on hand and remind them that their uniform should be clean and wrinkle and stain free, or even better, take this worry off their hands and provide them with a new crisp uniform for the shoot. And then this might also be a great time to organize your space. So if you're going to do some shots from behind the cafe counter, Make sure all of your syrups and stuff like that are wiped down and full and are organized and it's not appearing chaotic or cluttered at all. And if you're showcasing your retail space or anything like that, make sure you place orders ahead of time so that the shelves are really filled with the best products that you want to showcase in your photos. And then tip number five, use props. So props can help add interest and context to your photos. So consider using items like fresh flowers, plants, or other decorative items to add depth and texture to your shots. And this is a great reason to have one of your baristas on hand if you have a cafe, because you're going to be very busy working with your photographer. So have somebody on hand to make latte art or make drinks, or again, just be in the background of the photos if they want to get any of those close-up zoomed in shots of drinks being prepared or anything like that. So having someone there to help you with these types of things is so helpful. I also recommend taking some shots of you or a staff member pointing to or holding something like a chalkboard or a sign that is blank. And this one might seem weird, but this can come in handy when you're creating social graphics or ads. So again, if you take a picture of you or a team member holding up a blank poster board or chalkboard, you can easily edit some text onto the board in Canva or another graphic design tool and change it based on the promotion that you're running. And again, this is a really fun way to use that same photo over and over, but freshen it up for whatever's relevant in your business at that time. And ask your photographer as well if they have any suggestions when it comes to prepping anything or having any props on hand. They may have some great tips and ideas, especially if they are are experienced in shooting retail businesses. All right, tip number six, capture the details. So as I kind of alluded to, don't forget to capture those little details that make your space unique. Take photos of those small details like your signage, menu boards, or any other features that, again, will help showcase your brand. This should be done in conjunction with more large-scale shots of your space that can give customers a better idea of the layout, size, seating options, and other helpful things to know before they visit or book a party. So again, 
do a mix of those zoomed in detail shots and those uh, more zoomed out photos of your space in its entirety. You definitely want to make sure that you don't leave either of those categories out. All right, tip number seven, do a mix of kids and no kids. So while we will talk more about this in the next episode, I recommend doing a mix of both clean and pristine empty space photos and pictures that show your space's personality and the joy your customers feel when they visit. So another way of putting this is have a mix of pictures of your space in use and not in use. And be sure to always use a photo release when when photographing other people or especially other people's children. And make sure you let your photographer know if you plan to take any live action shots or candid shots or if you plan to have kids participate in the shoot, because again, this might change the time of day or the length of time that they need or their pricing. And my tip is to keep it simple here. Five or six kids with varying ages and genders is plenty for your shoot. Do not overdo it. Don't invite all 50 of your members for this photo shoot. It's going to be chaotic, and I promise you it's not going to do you any favors. Again, we don't want any chaos to detract from the features of this space. And if you do work into your contract that you will be doing multiple shoots per year, try and get a different group of kiddos each time just to add some variety to your pictures. All right, tip number eight, and I think this is the last one, have a staged party. So if you have an elaborate birthday package coming up or if your own kid's party is soon, This could be a great opportunity to take some staged photos for your party booking page and social media that, again, can help improve that all-important conversion rate. For our staged party photos, I would typically use my own children's parties since that would mean I would have complete control over the add-on and decor options, and therefore I'd be able to control what would be showcased and highlighted. I was always sure to draw attention to some of our most popular and most high profit margin add-ons, such as balloon art, unlimited coffee bars, entertainment, and more. I would recommend having your photographer come at least an hour prior to the family or guests arriving to have ample time to get all of the details included in the photos. If anyone listening is married, you'll likely know that the photographer probably needed a lot of time before your reception to capture all of those little details. If it was too chaotic or if they were trying to photograph these details around the guest, the photos probably didn't turn out that well. You can then take your own high-quality photos of the guests enjoying the party on your own on your phone. And I definitely recommend, if I had to choose between the two, I recommend using the professional photographer's time and talent for the staged, clean, and pristine, not-in-use photos. So again, those photos taken before the guests arrive. And one analogy that I like to use with this is when you're going to look at a house, right? If you're looking to command a really high price for a home, or if it's you know a significantly priced listing, typically real estate agents will recommend staging the home. So again, they don't want to see your family photos all over the place. They don't want to see all your personal items, and they definitely don't want to see your family in the space when they showcase the listing to their clients. 
And that's because it's really important for the new home buyer to be able to envision their own family in the space and their own memories being created. And the same concept is so true for booking a birthday party. So while it's great to have, you know, a couple pictures of smiling faces and kids laughing and smiling and doing cake smashes and all that stuff, it's also very important to have enough of those clean slate photos to allow your customer to, again, use their imagination and envision their family and their event in that space. So again, a variety is important, but if I had to choose between having a professional photographer on hand for when the guests were there or before, I would definitely have the photographer there for the stage photos before the party. And if you're not quite sure how to take professional and cohesive photos with your phone, stay tuned because that is exactly what the next podcast episode on the Profitable Play podcast is all about. And as I mentioned, I have a professional guest expert joining me to share her advice and experience. So you won't want to miss it. But to wrap this episode up, taking professional looking photos of your brick and mortar business or scheduling a professional photo shoot is all about planning, staging, and finding the perfect person for the job. By following these eight tips, you can create a visually appealing set of photos that will really showcase your brand and help you connect with your audience on social media and convert more followers into clients and bookings. And this is probably the third time I'm going to say this, but it's so important. So again, if you were distracted before or multitasking, come back to me now because if you listen to my episode all about preparing your indoor playground for a recession, one of the most important things I talk about in that episode was making sure you're converting as many of your current website visitors and your party inquiries or leads into actual bookings because during a recession, we might see a big decrease in website traffic, in inquiry calls, in birthday party leads. So putting your best foot forward with professional photos is going to help you increase that conversion rate, book more of those inquiry calls so that your revenue doesn't see a drastic or sharp decline during a recession. And while taking fresh pictures of your business can be a fun, creative process, it's also crucial to your success and sustainability. So again, have fun, be really creative with your pictures, look at Pinterest for inspiration, ask your photographer for suggestions, and don't take this process lightly. All right, thank you so much for listening, Playmakers. As always, if you found this episode helpful, the best way you can say thank you or show support for me or for the show is to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. All right, have a great day. I will see you right back here in the next episode where we keep talking about professional photos.